0: Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gaston. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gaston.
1: Indeed, here again on this Monday edition of Lifeline, your host, Jesse Smith, comes to you every Monday. We generally try to cross the chasm between politics and religion and give us a worldview that is scriptural around the things that are taking place in our life. That's what we try to do, try to build a, a bridge across the chasm, the false perception that there is no correlation between what's going on in our world and what's going on in the word of God. But the word of God tells us about our world. The word of God speaks to us about nations. It speaks to us about cultures. It speaks to us about rulers. It speaks to us about behavior, attitude. The word of God speaks to us about the condition of the human race the Word of God will speak to you concerning the very, very dark counsels of the wicked. The Word of God will speak to you about that parallel world that we call the realm of principalities and powers and uh, spiritual wickednesses in high places. The Word of God will tell you that there is more to the naked eye than that which is seen. And uh, with the filter and prism and framework, and uh, to the highest degree inside of Scripture, you and I can see what's going on in our world if we are willing to take heed to God's word. Now, um, today we are just, again, in some of the most uh, profound Maori miry conditions when it comes to our our society our government our our nation or our world the conflict between uh the idea that uh nations are sovereign and their rulers are accountable to the citizenry and should be functioning in the best interest of every citizen of that nation that our rulers are ordained and they are elected by us and that our rulers are accountable to both God and us, that view is being quickly set aside for a global agenda and global viewpoint that basically disregards the hierarchy of biblical truth and of God as any legitimate principle for governance of the so-called 7 to 8 billion people on this planet. So what you're looking at in a society today like America you're looking at the transformation of America every second of the day, the the morphing of our country into something that uh, the vast majority of the Americans' c- citizenry did not sign up for. But it's happening right before your eyes. I I uh, I'm amazed at how we are tolerating the intrusion of uh, politics and policies into our children's lives. I am amazed at how we are Tolerating the abuse of our leaders in terms of our constitutional uh, rights, I am definitely amazed at how we will tolerate not only the abuse of our constitutional rights in terms of our our citizenry I am amazed at how vividly clear our um our leaders are in their money grubbing uh, power grabbing um, uh, cahoots with uh, with the other nations of the world, as they all seek to rise above their own nation to create a global agenda of uh, united power and control and domination of the peoples of the world, and doing it at such an overt level, it was Plato who said that uh, when a society is in the mode of open conspiracy, that is to say the things that common people on the ground who have not been so compromised in their morals and ethics can see the very obvious treachery wickedness and treachery of our leaders this goes way back before the republic of rome but the very obvious and uh, uh, treachery of our government leaders against each other and against the citizenry. When we can see these things happening day in and day out, and there is no more pretense really of what's going on, uh, we are in what is called open conspiracy. What Plato meant by that was people on the ground know what's going on, but they have no desire to challenge it. That's where we are. I'm convinced now after about two and a half years, that having warned you over and over about COVID, and then having warned you for the last 20 years on this very program about the evils in our government and the evils in our church. Very convinced today that uh, a good portion of American citizens are asleep. And, and here a co- here's a couple of reasons why I say that. I am amazed at how much you and I can be aware of today compared to 10 years ago. I'm amazed at how many cameras do you know? I told you this last week concerning the surveillance state, the bio surveillance state that is here about to be implemented at some time in the very near future. You can laugh if you want to, but there are already billions and billions of cameras all over the world. And between now and 2025, there should be something like 200 billion cameras, not only in the sky, but on buildings and in cars and on your phone You know, in your computers and everywhere they are they are fulfilling what I was taught in in elementary school and middle school and high school. What is called Big Brother is watching you now. They're not just watching you. They're about to impose upon you and me. A new ethical system, a new morality that if we don't comply with their planetary agenda, their global warming agenda, which is the, this is kind of a new age uh, worship of the creature rather than the creator, we don't comply. Life is going to be very difficult for us. This is already happening in many different countries. And uh, guess what? The American people are asleep. Here's what Solomon says. You've heard Solomon before. The wisest man in all the earth besides the Lord Jesus. Proverbs chapter 24. I'm going to read a portion of an analogy for you, and then we're going to be looking at a ton of news today. Love to hear from you. Solomon said, I went by the field of the slothful. That's the lazy person. And I went by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. That is the ignorant person was the two sides of the same coin. The field of the slothful, the vineyard of the men, void of understanding. Now notice, both of these men have resources, but they squander them. He says, and I saw and I considered it well. I looked upon it and I received instruction. He says... The face of the stone wall thereof was broken down. Thorns and nettles had covered the face of the ground of the field and the stone wall that was supposed to protect the vineyard was broken down. It's decayed, rotten, rotten. No fruit and no preservation. That's a symbol of our country, ladies and gentlemen. It's a symbol of our churches in many ways. It's a symbol of our country in that our walls are broken down and and uh, illegal aliens are pouring in here by the hundreds of thousands. It's a symbol of our culture and its corruption. Thorns and nettles have covered the field thereof. We're not operating out of biblical principles. We're not operating out of honor and morality and ethics and truth and righteousness and accountability. We're operating out of a very dark dystopian, uh, as I told you, uh, Gotham City scenario of a breakdown, which the Bible calls lawlessness. It's everywhere and it's growing and it reaches the highest levels. You're gonna hear that as I talk to you about what's going on 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 Twitter. Uh, which you should already be aware of and of which you and I want to have some conversation about. But what Solomon says is it was grown over with thorns and nettles and, and the, the face of the ground was covered thereof and the stone wall was broken down. That means anybody can get in, but there's nothing here that, that can be of help to you because the slothful and the man void of understanding has not taken care of that domain that was given to them by God. And this is what Solomon said is the reason why that happened. A little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come as one that is traveling and your want or your lack or starvation as an armed man. What is he saying? We have been sleep at the helm. We have dozed off spiritually, morally, socially, politically, in every way. And we are arousing out of it, gradually arousing out of it, only to find out that it's probably going to be too late for us to recover the, uh, the, the, the domain, the blessing of the field, the the uh, to reestablish a wall around our nation so that we can be a people that are distinct and clear and rooted in constitutional principles. We are arousing out of our sleep. But at the same time that we are arousing out of our sleep, so many people want to just go back to sleep and not take up the responsibility to know that an enemy has entered into the camp and has taken over the leadership in almost every institution we have, particularly in our government. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to, to sleep. And this is how poverty comes. Jesus said, watch. Watch. And we are not. This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. Here's the number. 1-888-3675-329. 1-888-3675-329 to call me. Got a bunch of stuff to chop it up with you about and then anchor it to the word of God so that you know that the only way to work your way out of and through this dark world is by the light of God's word. We'll be right back.
0: And now back to Lifeline.
1: Indeed, we're back. The time is 520 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan. Glad to be with you alive and well and healthy. Alive and well and healthy for today and very thankful that I was able to um, overcome the temporary jolt that came a couple of years ago by our government's agenda to shut down society and and put us all up under a kind of medical care scenario where we're all trapped by a pseudo uh, vaccine regimen <clears throat> that would define our health and, uh, and, and, and be the ruin of, of so many millions of people and around the world billions. Now, anybody that has been trending with the medical industry for the last 30, 40 years has awakened to the reality that it is diabolical on so many levels. When you think of the word made, maid, M A I D, like a maid, someone in a home who's either taking care of people in a caretaker scenario, or a maid, someone who is providing services in relationship to domestic. Uh, affairs, if not cooking, cleaning, organizing, et cetera, et cetera. A maid is supposed to be a helper. When we think about a maid, we're generally thinking about someone that enhances our life, not assists in the destroying of our life. But today you're going to have to think about a maid in that regard, because a maid is today someone who is assisting in your death medical aid a n I n dying medical aid in dying is a practice in which a physician provides a competent adult with a terminal illness with a prescription for a lethal dose of a drug at the request of the patient which the patient intends to use to end his or her life I want you to hear that made. The maid, your maid, it's a nurse, doctor, it's a team. Supposedly, the maid, M-A-I-D, in fact, uh, parentheses, capital M, capital A, capital I, capital D, is a practice in which a physician provides a competent adult with a terminal illness with a prescription for a lethal dose of a drug at the request of the patient, which the patient intends to use to end his or her life. MAID currently is legal in 9 states. Yeah. Legal in 9 states and the district of of Columbia. The most common concerns leading to requests for MAID includes loss of autonomy, loss of ability to participate in activities to make life enjoyable and loss of dignity. MAID remains controversial. Physicians can choose not to participate in MAID and many are prohibited from participating by their employer. <clears throat> Family physicians should have the knowledge and skills to respond to inquiries about MAID in a compassionate, patient-centered manner. Clinicians should be familiar with the legal status of aid in the state in which they practice, understand uh, eligibility, uh, eligibility requirements for participation, have access to resources to support patients, clinicians, and be able to to apply various communication strategies to made discussions. Do you understand what's going on in the Kavorkian thing now? Do you understand it? Do you see how close we are pushing up against the edge of killing human beings in every which way possible? If you don't, this is not the program for you. Because you are still asleep. You are still part of the folding of the hands to sleep, slumbering to sleep. There are many of us And particularly moms and dads and daughters and sons who basically saw that happening to their loved ones throughout this COVID protocol, as was the case in New York with Governor Cuomo. (laughs) Killing off all of those old people by putting them on uh, ventilators and shooting them up with something that amounted to morphine or heroin, paralyzing their lungs and them dying. We know this is what happened. The doctors were there, the nurses were there, many of them out of having somewhat of an awakened soul tried to warn on Twitter and Facebook and all the other uh, modes of information that, hey, we are Kevorkian today. And this was under the color of a crisis. You know this is the case. Isn't it amazing too how your um, wicked and ungodly media is no longer talking about what happened with all of those old people, largely people of color, in New York, New Jersey rather. Um, they're not talking about it today. Why? Because we've been trained to be demoralized to such a degree that we are happy to move on from very bad news like you just heard that that, that uh, Seeker Friendly Church pastor talking about, you know, just talk about good news. Don't talk about good news. Let's get away from the bad news. No, 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 no good news until bad news is properly addressed. That's your Bible. That's why you can't go three chapters into your Bible without sin being an issue. And then the next three chapters without the whole world being destroyed. No, no, no. This is not about making people feel good by allowing you to stick your head in in the sand when what many good doctors, and I call them good doctors, like there are good lawyers and there are good judges and there are good uh, uh, statesmen and good governors, not many, but some, and there are good preachers, good pastors, not many, but some, who will warn you that you are living in very perilous times. As Second Timothy 3 puts it so very clearly, and this, these are the tones, these are the songs, these are the things you and I need to hear. Jeremiah was told to lament. Hosea was told to warn Amos was told to warn, Ezekiel was told to blow the trumpet. They weren't told to sing songs to Israel and make them feel good when they have walked in the same kind of rebellion we are as a nation against God for as long as we have and think that God is just going to continue to be gracious to us. That would be to lie to you. Not going to do that. Hopefully waking up a person here, a person there will make the heavens happy. Uh, waking people up, not putting them to sleep with a false gospel. That's where God warns about Ezekiel chapter 11. No, chapter 13. My people are seduced by prophets who speak smooth things, who who build walls with untempered mortar. And telling them that this will secure you from the enemy, but God says it will be blown down quickly and you will be again exposed to the absolute eternal hazards of destruction because we didn't heed God. That's kind of where we are. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen, you go to the hospital, you get told you got a questionably serious disease because I'm already reading the articles, where people are being suggested that they should take their life by the physician's team when the life is not clearly in a position where you're gonna die. But you see how they're pushing death, they're pushing death, they're pushing death, they're pushing death by abortion, they're pushing death by chopping the kids up in terms of their body parts, they're pushing death in terms of drugs and and, and, and addiction, they're pushing death. In terms of jabs and all of these, and they're pushing death here by the maid and calling it a maid. Isn't that an oxymoronic phraseology? A maid. How sad, how sad. But this is the open conspiracy that you and I are in uh, because we're at that stage in our society where people are just not, they're not perturbed. They are not disturbed. They're not Uh, and they certainly are not angry at large by the things that are going on in our institutions. It's not as bad here in America as it is in Canada, Australia, and other what we would call um, psychopathic societies. But we're we're getting there. Uh, When I come back, I'll be talking to you about Twitter and how Elon has opened the floodgates of revelation, insight, information, and data that uh that that has remarkably affirmed for many people the treachery of our government we can even call uh, many in our republican party as well as our democratic party a cartel It's been putting up a front for a long time in our society. It's kind of remarkable, isn't it? But many of us knew we're dealing with a managed conflict narrative. It's called the dialectical process between the Republicans and the Democrats. And again, uh, this, you can know if you wanted to, you can really know why we don't make that much progress in our nation. Um, This is God's warning through the prophets to Israel over and over and er, over. Israel does not know that it has gray hairs. Israel does not know that it has lost its strength. Israel does not know that it is suffering from major maladies as a body polity. Does not know, meaning does not want to know and does not discern that it's on the brink of being brought into captivity. This is what God was saying through Hosea and through Amos. Israel is so old in its mode of rebellion and negligence to the true and the living God that it's kind of fixed in that state. And I, I wonder if that's the case with America. Many of us are wondering, uh, what level of alarm and awakening will bring us to the point where we realize that it's our responsibility <clears throat> to have sober, real, honest conversations about what constitutes a free people? We're not there yet, in my opinion. We're not there. But some of you may be, and you're listening because you you want to hear something different than the main uh, pedantic news that you hear week in and week out. And I'm just here to let you know the word of God is right and. All of his works are done in truth and blessed is the man that hears God and calls him their Lord. And woe unto the man that turns his ear away from the cry of the poor. He'll cry and his maker will not hear him. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Again, all the lines are open. 1-888-367-5329. one i will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are at the time 533 on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Two three lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Three lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Privilege to be talking to you um and not wasting your time. Privilege to be um sharing with you what I think is a um harbor light in the darkness of uh of uh, all of the different melee that's going on in our world and our ship is headed to shore and there are all kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, rocks uh, as we make our way in that could easily destroy our our journey and our arrival. Uh, Is it appropriate for citizens of a country, especially Christians, to just trust their government what does your Bible say? Is it appropriate for citizens, especially Christians, to just trust your government? Just believe what they say. Number two, do governments ever betray their citizens? Do governments ever betray their citizens? Number three, do governments lie to their citizens? Do they lie to their citizens? Number four, do governments harm their citizens? Do they harm them? Do they uh, uh, take from them, defraud them, put them in jail, uh, destroy their rights? Do governments harm their citizens? Do sitting presidents and serious statesmen warn against governmental injustices? Do sitting presidents and serious statesmen, uh, civil rights activists, male and female, do they warn against governmental injustice? Do citizens of a corrupt government seek refuge in other countries because their governments are corrupt? And and finally, this is the seventh question, and I want to make some observations. Should we not trust, but rather test, our government? Should the citizens of a country that has a contract with its leaders just carte blanche, trust them, and accept what they say as gospel? Or should we not test our government as to the accountability that they hold for doing the right thing? Isn't that the job of a legitimate press, journalistic integrity and responsibility to make sure that the society is fully informed so that we're not hoodwinked by our government that may be very well operating out of perverse incentives for their enrichment and our poverty? Now, if you've been answering these questions, no, 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 and then yes, then you've got it all right. Is it appropriate for citizens, especially Christians, to just trust their government? You know your Bible. No. You know your Bible. Do governments betray their citizens? Indeed, they do. Do they lie to their citizens? Yes, they do. Do governments harm their citizens? Yes, they do. Do sitting presidents seriously uh, in serious states and serious statesmen warn against governmental injustices? Yes, they do. These are rhetorical. Do citizens of corrupt governments seek refuge in other countries? Of course, they do. Should we not trust? But test our government as to the accountability for doing the right thing. Isn't that the job, again, of legitimate press? Can you imagine if we had a really legitimate press, how much insight we would have given the technology that we're dealing with? Um, Elon Musk will be hated and loved for opening up Twitter today a treasure trove of evidence has been disclosed in the space of about three hours and 56 minutes it was 56 minutes it was a riveting insightful and persuasive persuasive uh disclosure of what's going on with the biden family and and the hunter biden and And so much more information coming out of those who are insiders of Washington and the CIA and intelligence who have the goods. I mean, the real goods. They've got the information from the laptop. And this is one of the reasons why the DOJ and the Biden administration did not want you to actually see what was in the laptop or know what's in there. But it's coming out all thanks to Elon Musk. Now, you're going to hear a lot of people. Talking about Elon Musk is a uh, he's, uh, he's 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 uh, what they call controlled operative. He's an oppositional control agent. Um, all of that is part of the larger narrative that you've got to deal with as you're trying to discern who's right, who's wrong, et cetera. But I am definitely going to tell you to pick up the Twitter discourse by Marco Polo, because that conversation with him and about four other people. Was absolutely insightful. Again, it was persuasive because the information that they were talking about was not merely secondhand. Can you imagine somebody who gets a hold of the data from the laptop, um, thousands of pages of data? Hundreds and hundreds of sightings of uh, violations of uh, all kinds of criminal behavior and just perverse activity, quite frankly, and, and explicit correlations to Mr. Joe Biden, um, and, and pass this information around to so many different sources on the planet. So, you see, when a thug really wants to make sure he shuts you down so that you don't get the information out, what does he do? He censors you, right? A lot of people in the past have died for having very uh, incriminating data and information about somebody in high powers, uh, and they disappear. And they disappear fundamentally because they did not duplicate the data and send it to different places so that it can ultimately come out. And that's what you've been seeing going on with, with Manning and uh, and with um, – with, um, uh, uh, julian assange and 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 others as well, they have put the data out there before you could even uh capture them uh, and, and the information is so clearly laid out um, that there 's no way no way to to um, to stop them and that 's the way you got to do it. This is called being a Paul Revere. this is called being a whistleblower this is see see when you have when you start having too many whistleblowers you know something is wrong in the government you just know it and uh you know so the government has to do a lot of uh blocking and shielding and and uh deflecting and that's what you got going on in your society right now and again the information that's coming out by Marco Polo on the Twitter uh Twitter account is just uh just absolutely if you could hear it for yourself You would know that you know for real what really is going on in your government, although you don't want to believe it. And who wants to believe their government is up to this level and uh, massively pervasive uh, evil against its own citizens? Um, But when once you, you, you come to know it, you'll be glad that somebody talked about it and didn't lie to you. Like a lot of people are wanting you to do, just just believe everything that's coming out of the media. Believe everything that's coming out of your local institutions who have been bought and paid for by your governments and by big business. Just believe it. No, discerning people don't just believe it. Discerning people have a very healthy uh, indicator, BS indicator, Truth indicator, discerning people do, and they just know that they can't just bob their head up and down and say, "Okay, he's telling me the truth." They know better. They're 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 people that want they they want to survive. They want to they want to be affirmed that they're not uh, they're not uh, baselessly suspicious, and they're not. And uh, uh, God makes some people to just be uh, sensitive to the reality that a bunch of uh, bloviating. Uh, uh propaganda is is it's being uh, employed to to not only to deceive but to divide and destroy and that's where we are in our nation, divided and uh deceived and and on the brink of destruction if we don't wake up to these these realities that are going on uh right up under your nose because again you know what's amazing to me I was singing about it today as I was walking and enjoying the brisk air the sunshine and the heels, um, uh, just thinking about the, again, the paradoxical nature of technology, how God has granted us the ability to have so much access to conversation uh, without having to be there physically. Think about this. Think about how God is controlling these factors, how he's allowing us to be able to have conversations even now with you being there and me being here and, of course, I'm not laying out the data in front of you, but we've had enough conversation over the years, have you not, with this one, uh, yours truly, where I have shared with you very germane things concerning your world, your nation, your government, your churches, your your life. And, y- you know, if I, if I were just some guy that's just completely out to lunch, I wouldn't be here. Well, I'm sure of that. But uh, I'm warning you that that you, you need to wake up to reality so that you can be helpful in your own right and then helpful to your loved ones. That's really where you want to be helpful to your loved ones, because nothing is more demoralizing than to really believe something that is not true. And then to have to remember there were people who told you that it wasn't true, and you fought like tooth and nails, like a badger, like a bobcat, to not believe what they said. And you were wrong. You're on the wrong side of history, even though you were told you were on the right side of history, you're wrong. I, I know that can feel bad, we all feel bad when we're wrong. But somebody's gotta tell you you're wrong, when you're wrong. No matter how bad you feel. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. The phones are filling up. Great. We can begin to have conversation. I don't mind talking to you about whatever. one Dave, hold on. Jackie, hold on. James, hold on. Susie, hold on. And we'll get with you after this break on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line number three and talk with Jackie on line number three. Jackie, are you there?
2: I'm here, Pastor Jesse. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, what's going on?
2: Okay, so I just really wanted to encourage people. um, If people aren't signed up for for Twitter, um, there's a lot of conversations happening on Twitter spaces. As you know, I've been emailing um, a lot of our followers um, who follow Bay Area Against Mandates. Um, in the past week, uh, there's been conversations, as you know, about the Hunter Biden laptop, removal, off of, Trump, removal of Trump off of Twitter, um, Dr. Bhattacharya being censored, and this Wednesday, there's going to be a large space um, on COVID um, I believe it was last weekend, there was over 1 million people who tuned in live to that space. And Elon Musk came came on there as well, too. Um, also, just want to share, you mentioned Marco Polo, um, who was discussing the Hunter Biden laptop. I just wanted to share his Twitter handle, and it's at Marco Polo 501C3. And people can just find them on Twitter. Also, I know a lot of people are hesitant to download Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. But you don't need to uh, sign in for Twitter and have an account to listen to these spaces. I share the links, um, you know, through email. So if people don't want to sign up for Twitter, they can actually email me, which my email is bayareaagainstmandate at gmail.com. And when these spaces go live, I, I try to email uh, people in, in real time so they can tune oh, yeah, in and For sure, them.
1: I do the same thing. So um, the the one today, though we were waking, waiting for Mr. W- Barry Wise, right, to um, share some information, um, Marco Polo was really, in my opinion, a treasure trove of information relative to all the speculations that are going on in the media. The media... Doesn't have the capacity to to bring you up close to this kind of information. And Marco Polo uh, did that. Um, I, give me his site again be, for people that are listening. Uh, and then he it to me or email it to me so I can uh, I can I can uh, recommend it before we get off the program today. I, I really would love for people to have heard that conversation at Exchange for three Uh, hours and 56 minutes will give folks insight into what's really going on and the legitimate material that is in the hands of certain parties who come up out of Washington, out of the CIA, out of the uh, Washington uh, system who are whistleblowers and have been and are doing great work, great work on the ground. Obviously, people won't know it because they don't deal with – alternative news because they think that what they need, they get from the main media outlets, which is the furthest thing from the truth. But I sent it out to a couple hundred people, already and did I challenged them to give me some observations around it. But you know, people are gonna have to wake up too. They're gonna have to wake up and become more responsible um for their lives, um uh Jackie and if not then uh you know when when things things ultimately flip they won't be able to blame anybody that they didn't know. So give me that information again before I let you go. Sure. So Marco Polo the Twitter uh,
2: it's at Marco Polo Five zero one C three, and his website is Biden Laptop Report. Marco Polo org. And I will repeat Biden Laptop Report. Marco Polo org. And again, there will be a Twitter space on COVID um, and the suppression of information. I think six thousand uh, people are signed up to listen to that space. That is on Wednesday. So, if people email me, they get on our list as soon as that space goes live. We will be sending out that link.
1: Right. So, send that over to me so I can talk, talk about it during the course of this program, and I'll also cite your um, cite your link as well, so they can uh, people can just start. Getting on and listening. Today it was over seven thousand people listening to the Marco Polo conversation. It was it was riveting. It was very, very informative. I learned a lot of things that um I was suspicious about and uh now affirmed is is very clear that we're dealing with a lot of corruption in our government. So thank you for that, Jackie. Um the Lord bless you. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Peter. See you. All right, bye. Bye. Let's go to line number one and talk with Dave From Palo Alto Dave in Palo Alto are you there Were we able to pull up Dave or did he drop Okay I can't hear him Dave are you there Okay let's go to line Number uh, Four and talk with Susie From Redwood City line number four Susie are you there
3: Yes I am can you hear me now
1: I sure can how can we help you
3: um thank you i tell you pastor jesse you're right on target i'm going to be very quick and try to get to my point um, i was in the emergency room i was in the hospital for four days what brought me there i'm not going to go into my big thing who cares but it was a blood pressure i i found and i and i i'm a news junkie i've known what's going on uh, with the help of you and and just being alive um and finally it just broke. I mean, I went in I barely made it. It was like 190 over 140. And I realized it was, it was sort of like PTS because I finally got out of my uh – marriage after 23 years, a very abusive, physically abusive marriage. Now you have government, you have faults, you have people, in other words, people who were supposed to protect you, just like I did when I was a kid. I was abused as a kid. Your parents are supposed to protect you. Your husband's supposed to protect you. And, of course, your government and the medical profession, etc. So I'm aware of that. But the, the point I want to make, not to, to take my stupid violin out, but the, the point I want to make that I was really shocked because when I was in the hospital, some doctors came They up some teams. They had to give me a stress tests and all kinds of tests and they came in and and I found myself and I'm going to say this and then I got off on myself because I'm so sick of myself but I I I found that they were very kind and I, I literally said no no, no please I, I started crying and it wasn't I wasn't putting on a show nobody was around I said please are you are being way too I couldn't bear that they were being nice to me and another thing that I want to mention and I'll get to my point why this is relevant is um, I I I Three times. So this would be a red flag. I work with domestic violence victims. Three times I talked about how my ex-husband, uh, I can't even say it because I'm going to separate. I'm going to use dissociative disorder right now to say this comment. I, I said he, he, he didn't know his own strength. Now, intellectually, I know that's just something you hang on to uh, emotionally. But then I realized this is what's happening in America. I could not. I'm going to say this. I'm not even thinking about it as I'm saying because I'm just supposed to keep my blood pressure down. I'm wearing a monitor as we speak. It, it, I To tap into the rage, in other words, years later, I'm still saying he was 6'2". I'm 5'2", about 100 pounds. So, but I still tap into that because the alternative pastor jesse is to tap into my rage that somebody i thought i loved i did love you uh, trade me just like our government just like faulty just like all the things you talk about and all the things i know about. that the, the, the thought of of tapping into anger i think i just mean, it would explode the other thing i want to mention i need your comments on both of these things so i think that's what's happening with america a lot of people it's not that they tune out I think a lot of people are so angry, they they almost can't. Now, maybe I'm just projecting they can't handle it. That The second part of that equation, though, is that if people don't, and this is why I, I've been immersing myself in the Lord, other than Satan attacking me every two seconds, it's really helped. But the point is if people don't feel that the, let me give you a quick uh, 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 example. If I'm kidnapped and I'm being held in a room, and then suddenly there is a window in the back, and the, the, the kidnappers go off somewhere. And someone comes, hey, 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 come here, come with me. I, I have a way out. I can get you out. Just come out. Let me take you out through the window, and, and you can escape. Unless I believe, Pastor Jesse, that I'm going to cry in a minute. Unless I believe that that person has power to do what he says he's going to do, the alternative is so horrible, because we see the shutdown, the people, you can't say free speech is gone. Unless I believe that they have the power to do that, um, I'm going to the alternative, because if, if he can't pull me through to safety and my kidnapper finds out, I'm going to be raped, beaten, and and abused a lot more. So you just end up staying, because you. and I think America sees all this stuff that's going on in the government and everything else, and it's horrifying, it's scary, because that, that, they have the power. And so people don't want to align themselves unless they feel, this is why I go to God all the time. We know that God has power, but unfortunately America is so secular, they don't have any confidence. They see, my God, you can do, the government can do whatever they want. Falsy can say whatever he wants. So so it, it, it's, it's just too dangerous to kind of go out on a limb um, unless you feel that
1: there,
3: you can overcome them, and I hope I'm being clear. I, I'm going to cry. I hope I, I I'm not good on the radio, so I hope I can. I hope I've made two points.
1: You did, you did, and I'm going to because uh, we're at the top of the hour. On the other side, I'm going to talk about um, both the issue of the utilitarian nature of, of anger. I, I talk about that. I teach it. Anger is a good thing when it's channeled the right way, and also the fear a factor being paralyzed between two alternatives. You, you, you gave an eloquent analogy. And, and that's where we are in many ways. You're, you are partially projecting, but we, we do that when we are hurting. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the blood pressure thing too. So Susie, thank you for those words. I'm going to take a break. Um, if Dave is there, James is there. We've got two lines open, one 2 lines open, one we will come back, unpack. And uh, and uh, analyze Susie's observation and analogy about what's going on in our present world. And I hope to hear from you here shortly. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. We'll be right back